Why do birds suddenly appear? Every time you are near, but just like me, they long to be close to you. Why are you laughing? Every week you laugh and you throw me off. I'm just trying to give a nice intro to the good people and you, you, know, you burst. You know, like, have you ever seen American ads? Yes. Do you know the Kool-Aid man? Yes. There's an ad where he just bursts through the <laughs> a wall and he starts. That's what you do. Yeah. I'm just here, you know, like I'm a lounge singer and you burst through the opposite, uh, you know, wall. wall. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Hello. Hi. Welcome. The show's name. Oh, you know, I used to say the name of the show. Yes. I've started using Grammarly now. Oh. Which <laughs> fixed it. You're not supposed to say the name of the show. You're supposed to say the show's name. Oh, it's cleaner. It's okay. like, uh, instead of the Facebook, it's Facebook. <laughs> you drop the the, right? Oh, I see. Okay. You drop the name of the show. It becomes the show's name. So it's the off, not the the. <laughs> 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 the name of the show is Politics. Although I call it Politics, and the title of this episode is Freelance. My name is Presh. And I'm Ty. And uh, I don't know why I associate that uh, copter song with uh, Dragon Ball. Huh. Because I don't I think so in twenty seventeen. Yes. I started watching Dragon Ball Super. Yes. It started in like twenty fifteen or something. Mm. But I only got around to it in twenty seventeen. Okay. Like December of twenty seventeen. Yeah. So I catch up and I'm like, ooh, I still have that itch. So yeah. I go back and I watch Dragon Ball. Okay. And I don't know if the intro music sounds very similar to this song. Mm. Or like I was just listening to that song at the time, <laughs> but <laughs> I, for whatever reason I associated with Dragon Ball. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, like three months later in March of 2018, they cancelled Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> 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 I've been heartbroken <laughs> since then. It's been. I'm thinking about it. It's been five years now, more than five years. Yes. Just it just stopped one day. Yeah. And <laughs> those fucks, Jesus, I hate them. Anyway. Uh, the Tohei Corporation, I should uh, specify. Mm. Anyway, clean up from last week. Uh, so I was talking about corporations being people, you know. Yes. Uh, corporate personhood. Yeah. And that means they allow to give money to political campaigns. Mm. And I said the the law that allowed this was Glass-Steagall. Yes. That was a mistake. It's actually the 14th Amendment that makes corporations into people, in America specifically. Oh, right? so, so that was like way back. Yes. Way, okay. But... What I was thinking about was a court case called Citizens United versus the FEC. It's commonly just referred to as Citizens United. Okay. Right? Uh, Which allowed corporations more influence over politics. Okay. Like, uh, there used to be a limit to how much they could uh, contribute. Like, money. How much money they could contribute to a campaign. Yeah. Or, like... You know, like, it's not necessarily that you donate money. Mm. You could make, like, a video in support of a candidate or a a video bringing down another candidate, yeah. right? There's lots of things you can do to have an influence on politics, not necessarily just donations. Yeah. Right? Okay. Hmm. So, yeah, Citizens United allowed this group, Citizens United, to make a an ad that ran before... Like, there, there's certain rules that, like... 30 days before a primary and 60 days before a general election, you're not allowed to 
run uh, those ads. run those ads. Okay, like you yeah. can run it before, but not not during not within time. within that sixty day period or thirty okay. days, depending. Mm. Right, and Citizens United they fought that and they got the right to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> again, it just gives like corporations more power to effect politics, which is not a good thing. Yeah, Glass Steagall, which I did say was a law that separated commercial banks and investment banks. Yeah, why is that uh, important? Commercial banks versus invest. So I guess commercial banks are like um, if you want to buy a house or something, then. You go to them and you ask for a loan and stuff. But investment banks are like, they'll take your money and they'll put it in the stock market or shares or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Okay. Well, it's not just, they don't just give home loans like they... Yeah, no, there's, like, there's other stuff. <laughs> yes, that but, but just... that's how you define, that's how I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do bank stuff, you know, like <laughs> yeah. FNB, Standard Bank, whatever, right? Yes, they do but banks. The the reason this is important was... This is what led to the financial crisis, right? <laughs> oh, no. Because the, uh, what is this? The the banks, mm. they were financing people who didn't have the ability to pay back those loans. Oh, I see. Okay. And that's how the housing bubble burst because, you know, yeah. a bunch of people couldn't pay back the money. So now the banks don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, things fell apart. Yes. Uh, I don't know. You were like five years old then. Yeah. So I don't think you remember. No, but, uh, not really. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it like almost split the world in half. It was a, a pretty bad thing, <laughs> my opinion. But uh, anyway, so uh, last week we were speaking about currency manipulation. Yes. And I said, I'm going to try to get a more in depth explanation for it. Okay. And I said, oh, I might forget. Okay. And you said, if I forget, uh, you'll have an in depth explanation. Yeah. So I forgot. So do you have the. In depth explanation? Yeah, about that. Oh, very professional. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I was just uh, lying. I do have an explanation. <laughs> that was just, that was simply just to catch you out. <laughs> but yes, I do have uh, an explanation. Okay. Right? Yes. Uh, the articles I read mm-hmm. didn't really explain it well. Okay. The best explanation I found was on Reddit. Oh. Uh, it was posted by a user Matty Clark S. Now I don't know if that's Matty Clark's, or, <laughs> right? Because the S was capitalized, mm-hmm. so I think maybe like Marty is his first name, Clark is his middle name, and then S is the the surname, the beginning of the surname. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, not the surname. S. <laughs> the letter S is not a surname. <laughs> it's the beginning of the surname. The right? initial of the surname. Yes. Yes. Right. So his comment says. It's not the RAND manipulation saga has been so badly reported on. Excuse me. It was a global scandal uncovered in 2013 affecting all major currencies. UK, US, EU and Singapore regulators have already fined the banks uh, greater than $10 billion to date. South Africa is just late to the party with the fines. The impacts have been massively overstated. The 1 trillion RAND is the daily volume exchanged. Of that, our imports and exports annually in 2022 make up 5.1 trillion per year, not per day. The profits the banks would have made uh, have been far less than 0.01 of this figure. The exchange rate was manipulated in both directions, but likely not more than 1% away from the true rate at any one time. 
As consumers, we would have ha we would have benefited slightly when the manipulation strengthened the RAND and been harmed slightly when it weakened it. This probably nets out. It's not abundantly clear to me uh, from the reading I've done that the manipulation widened the spread in general, which is what the other explanation in this thread outlines. To me, what is written is the bank's manipulation manipulated the rate at certain key times of the day in order to benefit financial contracts they had and match trades out of order to help their traders get an edge. There were some notes there was some note of extra pips. 0.01% is a pip being added to certain transactions by Citibank, but not as a wide-scale practice. Anyway, the real impact would be in general just raising transaction costs. The banks are pri uh, uh, profited illicitly off the RAND, probably uh, greater than, oh, sorry, less than 10 billion RAND cumulatively over the decade. I wouldn't be surprised if it were a tenth of that. I'd suspect that the EU fines were in excess of profits on EU manipul uh, on euro manipulation and those were around 400 million euros, with a much, much more traded currency than ours. Since then, the Wild West uh, forex market and banks have been seen much more global regulation. People should have been imprisoned, but sadly our system is stacked in favor of financial fraudsters. What we can do is keep people and banks accountable and support uh, the sensible and stringent oversight and regulation. Also, it's worth noting that the discourse that goes around that the RAND has collapsed is a myth. It has seen some weakening over the past uh, two decades, and I would re encourage everyone to read this analysis. So uh, that uh, link I'll put in the, the description. Little, okay. Right. So they, you can read further if you want. Okay. Cool. So thoughts. Um, that's an interesting one because mm. it's like it's very different to what we well what we spoke about last week. Yeah. Where it was a trillion a day, yeah. Versus <laughs> yes, because a trillion a day didn't sound right, yeah. but you know it's what we read. So <laughs> I assume that the people at the various newspapers that reported did some due diligence and you know mm. tracked it down, but apparently yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, guess <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? Um, not really. Not that I can think of at this moment. I'll probably come back with some cleanup next The time. only thing I can say is that this guy, he mm. said it's, he strengthened it at some points and weakened it at some points, and he says it, it balances out. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. Okay. Like, he didn't, or from what I've read, they didn't provide figures to yeah. corroborate that. So I have no idea mm. uh, about that. But this explanation makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we get into the news for this week? Yep. Uh, all right, so I have three stories that are linked. Okay. So after the three stories, we'll discuss them as a whole. Okay. Right? But during the stories, we can just, you know, chat just, about it. Okay, yeah. Right. Uh, they're coming from different sources. And for all three stories, it's either The Guardian or Variety that I've uh, got this from. Okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to give more credit. Uh, you know, I usually just grab from a newspaper or whatever and then... Uh, I'm just kind of worried about that Reddit user. Mm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what if I'm like doxing him? Yeah. Well, doxing is when you post somebody's uh, like address, address, right? Yeah. I'm just giving his username. Yeah. Right. But that being said, he could be like in a a witness protection situation. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he, he only put the S instead of his surname. Yeah. Right. 
And now I'm mentioning this and like one of his enemies hears this. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Matty Clark, yes, I know him. <laughs> and now, you know, I just thought I'd read his analysis. Now I've gotten him killed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel very bad about that, right? But nevertheless, so Melissa Barrera, who starred in the fifth and sixth Scream films, was set to star in the forthcoming seventh installment, has been outspoken in support of Palestine on social media where she has described Israel as committing genocide and brutally killing innocent Palestinians, mothers and children under the pretense of destroying Hamas. Quote, Western media only shows you the Israeli side. Why do they do that? I will let you deduce for yourself, she wrote on 22 October, adding, We don't need more hate, no Islamophobia, no anti-Semitism. On Tuesday, Barrera is fired from Screen 7 by production company Spyglass Media, who confirmed to Variety that the decision was due to some of her social media posts, or to interpret interpreted as anti-Semitic. We have zero tolerance for anti-Semitism or the incitement of hate in any form, including false references to genocide, ethnic cleansing, Holocaust distortion, or anything that flagrantly crosses the line into hate speech. A Spyglass spokesperson told Variety, The Guardian has not confirmed which post Spyglass was referring to. That's an interesting one, because she very clearly stated, we don't need more hate, no Islamophobia, no (laughs) anti-Semitism. And they immediately went, no, that's anti-Semitism. All right. Well, I don't think this is anything, right? Mm, Yeah. Her, she like, she didn't write anything racist. She didn't write anything like uh, hateful there's no hate speech yeah right if I'm putting my deranged cap on yes if I'm putting my (laughs) so totally fucked in the head it's uh, you know it's a wonder that this person walks around (laughs) (laughs) if I'm putting that cap on my head okay I think they could be arguing that where she says um, western media only shows the Israeli side why do they do that I will let you deduce for yourself a common thing uh, leveled against Jewish people is that the Jews control the media, right? right? So I think they may be saying that her saying that the Western media only covers the Israeli side is because the Jews control the media. Right. That, so she's implying that the Jews control the media. That's why it's anti-Semitic. I guess. But <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. It's like she's not saying the Jews. She's saying Israel. Yes. Israel is a country. Yes. Other, it's. I understand that the right wing, you know, the Zionism movement mm-hmm. would uh, is saying that this is a place for uh, Jewish people. Yes. But non-Jewish people live there. Am I right? Yeah. So it's just a country. <laughs> it's the same as like, would India claim us? India, like, uh, oh, specifically us. Yes. Because we are Indian. Well, well, we're of descent. Yeah, we're of Indian descent. In the same way, like, uh, any Jew around the world mm. is allowed to come into Israel. Yes. Right? And right. they have, like, if they come there, they have permanent citizenship. Mm. Does India do that to Indians? As far as I can recall, I may be wrong on this, but um, I believe if you can trace your lineage back to India... And if you've got proof of your ancestors coming from there, 
they will give you citizenship. Damn. As far as I can recall. All right. But the point I'm making is India does not represent me. No. Right? Similarly, Israel does not represent the Jews. Yes. I understand a lot of Jewish people live there. Yes. But there's plenty of Jewish people who are against uh, what the IDF is doing, you know, carpet bombing Mm. innocent Palestinians, right? So her criticizing Israel getting coverage is not criticizing Jewish people, Mm. right? So I totally disagree with that. Yeah. Right. But anyway, the next story. Academy Award winner Susan Sarandon has been dropped by her talent agency. At a rally in New York, Sarandon told attendees, there are a lot of people that are afraid, afraid of being Jewish at this time and getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country, so often subjected to violence. A spokesperson for United Talent Agency, UTA, confirmed that they no longer represent Sarandon. Okay, this one is kind of... uh... I don't know. It, there's something that feels weird about... Like, sure, she's not saying, you know, they deserve getting a taste of this, of this uh, violence. Yeah. But there's something that feels weird about that quote to me. In that what it, sense? It, in my mind, it's kind of like implying that... They deserve it. Yeah. I disagree. Okay. I think it's just saying, uh, you know, because this ostensibly, this can be characterized as Jews versus Muslims. Yes. Right? Yeah. And she's saying that Islamophobia is a far bigger problem than... Anti-Semitism. Anti- well, Muslims are Semitic. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> so, like, uh, anti- Islamophobia is the same. You could use anti-Semitism to replace Islamophobia. Islamophobia. Yes. But... Uh, it's understood that when we say anti-Semitic, it's usually against Jews, and we say Islamophobic against Muslim people. Yes. Right? Right. So, yeah, I think she's just saying that there's been so much Islamophobia, and now you're seeing uh, anti-Semitism reach that level. Yes. So I we see. should try to stop all of it. That That's what I took from it. Hmm. But, uh, again, when we discuss all of them, yeah. I'll give my, like overall thoughts okay right the third story a senior figure at another hollywood agency maha dakhil of caa has also had backlash for instagram posts about the conflict one of which said what's more heartbreaking than witnessing a genocide witnessing the denial of that genocide is happening as a result miss dakhil was relieved of her duties as co-chief the motion pictures department although she was allowed to remain an agent According to the Variety and other trade publications, one of her most famous clients, Tom Cruise, made it known to CAA that he was backing Ms. Darkhill. Cruise reportedly met her at the agency's office last week to show his support for Ms. Darkhill in person. Right? Okay. Anything to say about this? Um, I guess it's the whole genocide thing that they're kind of... Like, specifically calling it a genocide is, I think, what they had a CAA had a problem with even though I would say it probably is but um, yeah I don't really know to be honest alright yeah because mm. it's not like the other situation with Melissa Barrera where they gave a, a reason mm. it's they just uh, yeah they just relieved of her duties yeah 
I will say uh, it's very nice to have Tom Cruise in your corner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when like you know arguing with like a a Hollywood agency. <laughs> But uh unfortunately not everyone has Tom Cruise in their corner. That is right? true. Um the Okay, so all of these stories, yes, I would say can be characterized as free speech violations. Um as in they faced consequences for their free speech. Well, that, that that's what I'm trying to get at here, mm. right? According to my definition, yes, and how I view the world, mm. or just I shouldn't say that, just uh my definition of free speech mm. is not being broken here. Yeah, right? I would say so. Because the <laughs> they're not facing consequences from the government. Yes. These are all private companies that are allowed to fire you for frankly any reason. Yes. So it's not I'm not saying they're not allowed to do it. Yes. I'm saying it's bad that they're doing it in the sense that they should be allowed to say. Hmm. But if the company wants to fire them, the company wants to fire them. That's yeah. not uh you know. Yeah. I I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. It's different to do you remember Gary Lineker? Yes. He was suspended by the BBC for saying something he compared something to 1930s Germany, the boats. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right. And I could say the BBC is a government uh ag- agency. Yeah. Right? Or uh what's it called? TV station. Yeah. So if he gets fired from the BBC, that's quite clearly government uh retaliation. Yes. These private companies are under no such uh what's the word not rules not rules yeah rules right okay yeah. they they can fire anyone for any reason yeah they don't it's not the same thing as a free speech violation yeah so there's that yeah but the right wingers this is their definition of free speech right <laughs> it's anybody facing consequences for something they said yes their definition of free speech is that yes so I assume every right winger came out in defense of these people and uh, you know made the same noises they usually make when you know one some right winger says something racist and they get quote unquote canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I assume all the right wingers came out because you know they believe in the in the the principle of free speech yes. and it's not about partisanship it's about you know their right to say something without facing consequences. Yes. Oh what's this? Nobody said anything. <laughs> oh what's this? I went to all the I went to all their YouTube channels to see if they, you know, even mentioned any one of these three. Mm. Because I guess the most high profile one is Melissa Barrera. Yeah. Because I I know Susan Sarandon's a big star but she's kind of on her way out. Yeah. She she hasn't been like a a leading lady in a very long time. Yes. Uh Melissa Barrera is the star of Scream. Yes. And the other lady Mahad Dakhil Yeah, she's behind the scenes, right? Yeah. So, I understand if you only mention one, you said Melissa Barrera. Yeah. But they haven't mentioned anything. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing. So, and anyway. I'm not talking about like your right-wing friend that you chat with. Yeah. I'm talking about like Ben Shapiro, uh Dave Rubin, uh Crowder, the uh, heavy hitters. Yeah, like big right-wing people, yeah. big right-wing YouTubers and accounts, right? Mm, right. That that's what I'm talking about, not like random people. Yeah. <laughs> Your friend from down the street says, "Yeah, I condemn <laughs> I condemn this as a right. That's what I'm trying to get at you. Okay. The yeah. hypocrisy is astounding. Yeah. And you know, 
checking my calendar is this 1984 <laughs> 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 that kind of stuff but yeah once again to me it's not a violation so mm. although i think it sucks yeah it's it is what it is right yeah these Whereas, are private corporations yes they can but, do what they want but i'm just using this as a point to illustrate the right wing's hypocrisy yes although it doesn't really matter right nah. right wingers they don't care if you point out their hypocrisy they'll yeah. just do what they want right yeah pretty much. but i think it's good to point it out anyway hmm. just so that people understand like how full of shit they are yeah because right? <laughs> they will crawl out the woodwork to defend racism yeah but when somebody's making a point about like <laughs> we shouldn't let people die we should stop racism and they get fired these guys i know which will be seen yeah. so you know yeah yeah now the next thing yes also kind of <laughs> related to the Israel-Palestine conflict. Hmm. A four-day humanitarian pause took effect Friday after an agreement was reached between Hamas and Israel under the Qatari and Egyptian mediation. So, yes. This is what Biden and uh like a lot of people connected to Israel have been saying, hmm. a humanitarian pause, not a ceasefire. Yes. So, what the fuck does this mean? They're going to bring in supplies Twelve people yes. that have been bombed. Yes, they'll give them medicine. Yes, and then after four days they'll bomb them again. Yes, <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know? Do you realize how fucking stupid this is? Right. Yes, it's uh, a ceasefire means we stop, fi- uh, you know, fighting altogether. Yes, that's it. Mm. Humanitarian pause is bullshit. Yeah, but nevertheless, <laughs> this is what happened, right? However, while the humanitarian pause came into effect in the Gaza Strip. The Israeli army continued its raids in the occupied West Bank. Okay. Right? Right. Uh, trucks carrying much-needed fuel began entering the Palestinian enclave from Egypt uh, in a first since Israel imposed a strict blockade earlier last month. Authorities in Gaza said on Friday that 150 relief trucks entered the Gaza Strip via Rafah crossing, including four loaded with cooking gas and three with fuel. The Gaza Strip needs 400,000 liters of fuel. That is 500 trucks per day under normal conditions. So, 497 trucks less than they need. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. They send 150. Yes. So, 150 th- total. 350. Well, I I'm assuming that last bit is... 500 trucks of fuel specifically a day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because it's 400,000 liters of fuel. That is 500 trucks. Okay. So it's 497 less fuel trucks than they need. What the hell? What? It says 150 relief trucks, right? Yes. Included four loaded with cooking gas. Yes. And three with fuel. Yes. Ah, I see, I see, I see, yeah. I see. So what are the other fucking 145 <laughs> relief trucks? I yeah. guess medical supplies and stuff yeah. like that. I guess water is a lot more important. Yeah, like probably. Clean water. Yeah. Anyway, next story. Okay. Derek Chauvin. Yes. The former Minneapolis police officer who was convicted of murdering George Floyd during the 2020 arrest that set off a wave of protests was stabbed at a federal prison in Tucson, Arizona on Friday, Mm -hmm. according to the office of Keith Ellison, the Minnesota Attorney General. Yes. 
The Federal Bureau of Prisons confirmed that an inmate at the Tucson prison was stabbed at 12.30, through the agency's statement, though the agency's statement did not identify Mr. Chauvin, 47, by name. No other inmates or prison staff were injured, and the situation was quickly contained according to people familiar with the situation. Emergency medical technicians initiated life-saving measures before transporting the inmate to a local hospital for further treatment and evaluation, bureau officials wrote. No details were immediately available on his condition, but one of the people with knowledge of the incident said that Mr. Chauvin survived the attack. Okay. That's... <laughs> the... The idea that nobody else was injured <laughs> <laughs> makes it seem very pur- purposeful, planned. What it was? Yeah, I don't know why you're. I'm just like yeah. That's, it's a fact that it was planned. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say yeah. about that. I think it's good. I think you know, racists who do hate crimes should be stabbed. My yeah. opinion. Well. Well, uh, the first thing is we'll try to convert them. Yes. You know, let's see if we can bring them around to our kind of thinking. Yes. But if they happen to be in prison and somebody stabs them, <laughs> whose fault is that? Not mine. Not all, mine. All I can look at, all I can do is look at the situation and laugh. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the extent that, uh, you know, Yeah. going to talk about it here. Fair so, enough. The last story of the week. Oh, at least from me. I don't know what you have. You could have a... Oh, what's this? You have a stack of newspapers <laughs> next to you. <laughs> I didn't see that when you bro- when you walked in. <laughs> All right. Dave Filoni has a new mission in the Star Wars universe after guiding Rosario Dawson's force-wielding hero to distant celestial realms in the first season of Ahsoka. The writer-producer-director who started out working alongside George Lucas on the animated Clone Wars show nearly two decades ago has ascended to a new position at Lucasfilm, one that will give him input into all the galactic storytelling going forward. Now I'm what's called a Chief Creative Officer of Lucasfilm, Filoni tells Vanity Fair, which places him at the development process much earlier and in much more expansive capacity than his previous advisory duties. In the past, in a lot, of, in the past, in a lot of projects, I would be brought into. I would see it after it already developed a good ways. The new position will see him work more closely with Lucasfilm boss Kathleen Kennedy and head of development Carrie Beck, overseeing not just the TV galaxy but also the movies. In this new role, it's open up to basically everything that's going on. Floney says, "When we're planning the future of what's of what we're doing now, I'm involved at the inception phase." All of the movies announced as Star Wars Celebration are still in development, and Filoni will be deeply involved, but not micromanaging. I'm not telling people what to do, Filoni explains, but I do feel I'm trying to help them tell the best story that they want to tell. I need to be help, to be a help across the galaxy here, like a part of the Jedi Council almost. Literally hours now of Star Wars storytelling I have done. See, I even phrased that like Yoda. <laughs> right. I I like this idea. Obviously, I haven't watched all of the Star Wars stuff. You've watched nothing. You, you've watched one movie. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> Who is Ahsoka? Uh, the, it's... She was... Uh, either Anakin or Luke's Padawan. All right. How do you know that? 
because you told me at some point we read a new story about it you know when they were they announced the tv show yes that's when uh that's yeah. when we spoke about it. Yeah. yes and when the show was on but yes. uh whatever the case is <laughs> you have no idea what's going on yeah yeah pretty much but essentially well, he's going to be the kevin feige of the star wars universe which i like which i was under the impression that he was like already doing that <laughs> more, more or less it's just he's gotten the title now yeah he's obviously george lucas's padawan yeah uh online people hate this okay because do you know what member berries are no it's a thing in south park where you know <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff that are that's just based on nostalgia okay yeah. so the member berries will be like hey do you remember yeah. <laughs> like in star wars right okay because yeah. they were kind of making fun of the new star wars movies because it was just like a reference to something that happened in the old movie a reference mm. that so feloni makes a lot of references <laughs> but especially towards the prequel okay so people kind of the prequels people mm. kind of hate that okay so people don't like feloni <laughs> but you know um george lucas doesn't make mistakes that is so true. if he chose uh, <laughs> feloni as his padawan then uh, you know he's all right by me yeah well is all right by me on his own merits but <laughs> he's doubly all right by me if George Lucas said so right oh, yeah. your news for the week uh we've pretty much covered everything that i had as well so great yeah. stuff yeah. very convenient that every week i cover <laughs> all the new stories that you have it's just very convenient you know maybe you should start a beat a beat that's what they call it uh you know like i'm on the food beat and you like talk about food uh oh, in whatever town you're in or like yes. I'm on the game beat yeah. and you talk about the new games that are released you know okay that's your yeah your topic okay right yeah so find your beat <laughs> 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 like beat roots <laughs> you're on the beat root beat we you know we finding new information about beat roots every week anyway yes so let's get into the movie Okay. And listeners, you're not going to like this. Okay. I fell asleep <laughs> during this movie. Oh my goodness. Um I read the Wikipedia synopsis yes. and it seems I fell asleep within the first 20 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> we I'm going to kind of hand it off to you. Okay. Well, I do have some thoughts. Yes. But uh for the majority I need you to you know go through carry this okay it's like uh do you know master blaster no all right well in mad max mm. the third one thunderdome yes there's like a giant man okay and like a a turin lannister a <laughs> <laughs> uh, short person someone with dwarfism yeah yes so a turin lannister Okay. He uh he's like the controller. Yes. And the big guy he's the like the body that does stuff right. that like fights. They okay. like combine together. <laughs> right? One is called master, one is called blaster. Right. right? <laughs> master blaster. So they master blaster. Okay. Anyway, that's what we need for this section. Okay. A master blaster situation. Okay. But on. I'm the master sitting on your shoulders. You're the <laughs> the, the blaster. blaster. <laughs> so blast, all right? Well, we'll get into the context, right? Okay. So there's not really any context to be provided as this is an original movie. Yes. What I can say is that the director's name is Pierre Morel. Yes. Do you know who that is? 
uh, he's a director. Great stuff once again. <laughs> <laughs> I see you're very prepared. He right. directed Taken from Paris with Love and District 13. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Those are the ones I recognized on his filmography. Have you seen them? I uh, know. Any of them? No. All right. None of them. Similarly, <laughs> I've only watched one of his movies, okay. but I do culturally know of Taken. Okay. Uh, the one I did watch was From Paris with Love. Okay. It stars... Uh, John Travolta no. and Jonathan Rhys Myers. Okay. Is it Rhys Myers? I can't remember his fucking name, right? Reece. Because I always confuse it with Jonathan Rhys Davies, oh, right. who's uh, the Gimli. guy from Indiana Jones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What did you say? Gimli. Oh, yeah, Gimli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's Salah in uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah. He is both of them. But anyway, this other guy, Jonathan Rhys something, he yes. was in Mission Impossible 3. Oh. I always fucking. And he was in the Tudors. I always forget his name, but mm. uh, nevertheless, right? Yeah, uh, it's a rubbish movie. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> truly it was a horrible experience <laughs> watching that movie, right? But anyway, John Cena, yes, is formerly a wrestling star, and he acted part time since 2006's The Marine. Mm-hmm. He then made the transition to being a full time actor in 2019. Yes, you know, stopping being a regular WWE. Yeah. I think he still makes an appearance from time to time. But, yeah. Uh, Every now and then, yeah. But he's almost full-time uh, an, an actor. actor. Yeah. And I have to address this again. The fucking sickos in the audience will be like, well, you know, Prish, wrestling is acting. And shut the fuck up, idiot. <laughs> wrestling is real. Wrestling is real. Right? The fact that I even have to say that uh, is disgusting. Everyone should know. It is quite a jump from fighting in a ring to acting yes thank you it's it's crazy thank and you it's, it's nice that he's it's been like, able to diversify it's like being like an accountant and being uh tom cruise yeah two separate <laughs> things they're two very very separate things although maybe tom cruise is an accountant i don't know he's never even played an accountant in movies <laughs> <laughs> that's how much of a not accountant he is <laughs> right then i know alison brie as primarily a tv star Yes. She was on Community as Annie. Yes. She was in Mad Men as Trudy mm. and uh, Diane on BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen any of these? Uh, I assume Community, but the rest I don't know. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched any of the other ones. It was just Community. Yeah. Yeah. Mad Men, top five show. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It was top three and Succession pushed it out. Ah. Mm. Yeah. What? Uh, well, <laughs> I was going to ask you what have you been watching, but we'll get into that at the... Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. What you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I looked at her filmography and she actually has like a very solid movie career. Quietly yeah. a very solid movie career. Yeah. She was in the two Lego movies, yeah. which, you know, big blockbusters. Yeah. And she's also been in the small, smart, independent movies like The Disaster Artist, Horse Girl and Promising Young Woman. She wrote and directed Horse Girl. Oh, wow. Uh, actually, I think she just wrote and produced it. I don't think she directed, but I like Oscar a lot. That's pretty good, actually. I like all all these movies, but uh, anyway. Nice. My thoughts on the movie. Okay. This is the fourth movie we've covered on this podcast starring John Cena this year. Yes. Fast <laughs> X, Barbie, Teenage Mutant, Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and now this. Mm. Right? Yes. <laughs> Added to this, he also made Hidden Strike and Vacation Friends 2. Mm. The point I'm trying to get at is that he's making far too many movies, and I think he should be more discerning with the roles he chooses. 
Okay. In the wrestler to actor pipeline, I see two parts, right? Mm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson wrote where he stars in like a whole bunch of rubbish movies. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe four or five a year of just total garbage. Okay. So like Red Notice, Jungle Cruise, Black Adam. Yeah. You know, he That's wasn't it. free guy. Yeah. Uh, or you take the Dave Bautista route, mm. right? Where he tries to work with top tier directors, you know, creative directors who are not going to involve themselves in bullshit. Yeah. Right. Right. Dennis Villeneuve for Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049 in Dune. Mm. M. Night Shyamalan in Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. James Gunn in the Guardians movies, you know. Yeah. He's a, whoever his advisor or agent or whoever, whoever <laughs> this person is, is. is telling him to choose these roles, yeah. he's doing, I believe he's doing a far better job than The Rock. Yeah. Although The Rock probably has more money. But yeah, probably. <laughs> he's just... Every risky movie yeah. happened in the 2000s. Okay. Post-2010, he's never tried... Uh, you Something know. different. Yeah. Well, he has tried different things. It's just they're all blockbuster things, you know? Yeah. Like his Black Adam, that's a superhero. He's, yeah. um, he's a spy in Red Notice. He's a... Like an adventurer, I guess. Yeah. In Jungle Cruise. But but the point being, mm. they're different roles. It's just they're all in the same type of movie, a big blockbuster. And it's kind of like Dwayne Johnson gets trapped in the jungle. Yeah. And has Bro, to do you know how many Oh, Jumanji as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do you know how many movies there are in him in like kind of Indiana Jones, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> that brown like shirt? Yeah. These and so many. <laughs> Somebody posted a like four pictures and it's like these are for from four different <laughs> movies because he loves doing it right yeah so yeah sorry for knocking the rock if this <laughs> if you're a big rock fan but truly uh, I do not like his filmography <laughs> but also if you are the rock and you're listening to this hi yeah yeah well, that's that's about it get me to advise your career <laughs> let me you know I can turn you into like a, a I'm all in Brando. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hit me up. Yeah. Uh, so, here we go. Okay. He found companionship slash brotherhood with the army, right? Mm-hmm. And he confused it for purpose. Okay. Because when you go back home, yeah. he clearly has no friends. Yeah. He's just, you know, like he, he works alone, right? I guess he's got... Uh, yeah, he works alone. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. He, like... Christian Slater, I guess. Mm, but yeah. he knows him from the army. Yeah. Right? Everyone, he has no, like, people to bond with. Or, like, I assume part of why he's kind of frustrated at home is because he's extremely lonely. Mm. He has nobody to, like... I, I understand he has his family. Yeah. But that has its limits, you know. You also need platonic time, you know. Yeah. You also need friends. Yes. You can't just have your so, family. So... I immediately like thought, oh, this is, uh, you know, this guy needs some therapy. <laughs> and then like later on, um, you see his wife, yeah. right? Uh, he tells uh, him that the boy his daughter hit, yeah. his father is a real lawyer, yeah. which <laughs> is very undermining, you know, mm-hmm. and they have like a very toxic relationship. Yeah. So again, therapy, <laughs> right? Um, this is possibly, you know, Mr. Robot? Yes. When he asks John Cena, uh, do you know any good lawyers? 
Yeah. John Cena says no. Yeah. And I assume that's because, you know, his wife keeps undermining him and this mm. like it's kind of it uh, drops his confidence. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyway. Uh the next thing is when his daughter said that a boy tried to kiss her. <laughs> he reply he says you're nine and she corrects him saying I'm eight. <laughs> and he shouts back that makes it worse. <laughs> I burst out laughing. That was a <laughs> Right. Um there's some great comedic stuff in this movie. Well, that's well. the only one I know because <laughs> if you recall my situation, right? <laughs> yes. The opening scene that's it's I guess it's shot with like a GoPro or something. Yeah. Where he starts off as a child and he gets beat up. Right. <laughs> where he becomes a lawyer when he goes to the army, when the heli- the helicopter crash. Mm. You know, all of those. I could understand it and you know, that's usually the problem with these types of mm. camera shots. Shots, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's you usually can't tell what's going on. It mm. feels very like chaotic and stuff. You could tell what was going on here which I liked a lot. Yeah. But it doesn't feel very cinematic. Yeah. It feels very like uh low cost. Even Oh, sorry, you're going to say something. I do wonder if they open up the field of view a little bit. Hmm. Sure it's not, you know, it's not an accurate representation of human peripheral vision, hmm. but you'd be able to see a little bit more. Uh, well, they're very clearly trying to do something. Yeah. So I understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I don't like it. Okay. I'm not saying they should like they did something wrong. I'm just saying taste-wise. Yeah. Okay. Um uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, to just go back. I think John Cena is a talented actor. Yeah. And he has really He's good great. He has really good comic timing. But yeah. the the roles that he chooses are letting him down in the same way uh, Dwayne Johnson does. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get at before, but I forgot to end off that point because I was so you know <laughs> I was having such a good time slamming Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> right. It's fine. He's probably stopped listening by now. <sighs> it's a damn shame too. <laughs> right. Um the scene on the bridge where he takes control of the car and John Cena saved them. Yeah. Kind of sucked. Right. Okay. He just went forwards and backwards. <laughs> yeah. It's not like pretty much. I wish there was more to that scene. It, yeah. It it there's I thought it was very basic, but again, you know, I can see the appeal of it like uh I guess it's it's kind of an interesting way of doing these things cuz usually it would be like oh they go forward, they ram through the car and keep going and then they've run away mm-hmm. or they go backwards and they go all the way through and then you know they've run away i i kind of felt like it was not better but i kind of enjoyed the idea of being pinned in and going straight from there all right well this is about the point where fallacy oh so okay cool <laughs> is this <Great>. early on <laughs> it's yeah it's pretty early on that's right say. it's like maybe half an hour in. okay so mm-hmm. You need to do that. Well, it's it's also it's like the master blaster, but it's also like you know when the Power Rangers come together, <laughs> they, they form the they form the Zod, yeah. the Zord. That's yes. uh, the master robot. Yes, that's what's happening here as well. Yeah. So, but I'm like the the legs, mm. and you're the top. I see. Wait, why are you the legs? Because the legs doesn't speak. Oh, the top speaks. <laughs> do your legs speak to you? <laughs> Sometimes. 
yeah that's that's how <laughs> legs work you know they walk around they don't speak but yeah um so yes i think you're going to have to speak for like 20 minutes now just uh, do okay. a soliloquy okay yeah. <laughs> so there's there's like the whole plot line i guess of Alison Brie being a uh a dis not disgruntled but like a she's had a fall from grace a disgraced yeah a disgraced there it is this is the same thing as the girl with the dragon tattoo uh daniel craig mm. he like tries to take somebody down yeah but it turns out the the information he got was fa- false oh. so he becomes a disgraced journalist and oh. that's how the <laughs> movie starts so oh. yes okay. i thought that was very similar to the beginning of this movie huh okay yeah i i kind of i liked the idea but i'm not sure about the execution of it cuz it it okay yeah obviously you didn't see it <laughs> <laughs> i'm reading the wikipedia summary as we going along here <laughs> but she does this thing where she's always got a phone out and she's always videoing something and then in the end it comes back to her like she has somehow on this trip without her phone dying edited it all together and sent it through to somewhere so that they can put it up on the news mm-hmm. how do you know she edited it cuz it looks edited yeah but i mean she could have just sent the footage and them at the news oh, yeah. station it <laughs> you know? yeah i didn't even think yeah. that <laughs> so she has editing software on her phone but the, <laughs> the news department has not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, but I thought you were going to say nowadays people they're just too busy on the phone. <laughs> I wish Alison Brie was, you know, present in the moment, but she's too busy. She was bloody playing uh, Clash of Clans on her phone. <laughs> she was bloody taking Instagram selfies while, you know. Okay, so she was taking videos. Yes, yes. Because she's a journalist. Although it would have been hilarious if like the whole time it's set up so that she's videoing things. and then right at the end it pans to like a a first person view and she's just been playing something yeah. on her phone the whole time. <laughs> well, I was going to say there's a lens cap on on the phone. We for whatever reason she has. A <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But then there's well, I, if there was a lens cap we wouldn't be able to see the the yeah. movie. But, well, we could just be, you know, it just be a movie. Yeah. And then when we see her footage it's just nothing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah or like even just a finger over the camera yeah yeah but how she would know she would <laughs> she should know mm. but have you have you seen our parents taking videos mm true 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 yeah alison brie's not as old as <laughs> she's like in her late 30s maybe yeah but i don't know how all right like, whatever whatever okay yeah anyway i you know you mentioned John Cena's wife earlier. Yes. Right. Alice Eve. Sure. Um the, there was like this whole thing where it was like I know you saw that but she was like originally she wanted to separate from him, right? And then as soon as he tells her about the job, it's like, "No, don't go do that. Stay here. It'll be fine." But I feel like she needed to make up her mind about that. I don't think that's an issue at all. Okay. Cuz she was more saying it. She said I don't want my daughter to grow up without a father. So yeah. I think she was saying stay for your daughter, but we don't want, I don't want to be with you. 
Right. That's so instead okay. it's not stay I want to be with you or stay so you don't die <laughs> so you can take care of your daughter. Okay. That that's what I took from it. That does actually make sense. All right. Yeah. So the person who fell asleep <laughs> was paying more attention. <laughs> All right. The fits are outrageous. Are they? I would say so. She was wearing a pants. Well, okay. Very Hillary Clinton. That's what. I, that's the first thing I thought as I watched her come out of that building. Yeah. I, Madam President. Madam, Madam Clinton. <laughs> Madam Clinton. Madam President. I just like Venegas. Uh, I'm hashtag with her. Sorry if this offends. Hashtag this offends the Bernie Bros. Those bloody misogynists. They hate a they hate a woman in power. Uh-huh. That's why she lost. It wasn't her fault. It oh. was everyone else's fault except yes. her. I see. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked Venegas' suit, especially Venegas, the the president. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. yes, you know what? Goddamn. <laughs> that white suit with yeah. the... Oh, very nice. Yeah. And, you know, we've been talking about uh, the button, the suits, like mm. uh, ill-fitting. Yeah. That suit was the, you know... I, I forget the what standard. it's called, but it it's... Hmm? Like, it folds over, you know, like... A, it's not like being held together by a small button yeah. in front, you know, like it... You know, like when it covers... Like overlap. Yes, overlap. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's much better than. Uh, yeah, what I'm saying is it's it, it fitted well. Yeah, it was a nice suit. Yes. So yes, I agree with that. Also, but Alison Brie, I don't. Okay. Well, I only saw the pantsuit, but yeah. uh, it made me think of Hillary Clinton. So <laughs> <laughs> it made me angry. Anyway, carry on. There's there's a couple of fits that she's got, and there's like a I want to say it's like a flowery pantsuit type thing it's still so like, a pantsuit again or maybe it's a jumpsuit you know what we but need? it's like yeah hmm? was this made specifically for Hillary Clinton <laughs> maybe because I remember early on it's they're like I'm a journalist it's about truth it's about <laughs> <laughs> like is this a treatise on the <laughs> on fake news and like <laughs> that kind of thing although truth is the name of Trump's social media platform so it could be for Trump I thought that Fell apart, didn't it? Uh, is it still going? I think it's still going. All right. As far as I know, it's still going. Well, I need to sign up. Mm. <laughs> Go for it. I have. I, well, I was going. So I was doing like some uh, clean up mm. uh, on my what's it called computer? Yeah. <laughs> my in my browser. Yes. And like deleting stuff I don't need. Yeah. And I I saw I have a parlor login. Right, okay. and I went there, and it's it shut down. <laughs> Paulo was like another right wing site that you know mm. they were trying to set up, but yeah. it fell apart very quickly. <laughs> the only thing is, I'm afraid they have a lot of my info. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, there was Paulo, there was Gab, there was there's a few. Yeah, and I was on all of them. <laughs> I haven't tried truth so so, but yeah, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no, it's fine. That's no, right. There's also the whole embrace the suck thing i don't know if you did you even get to the like the first use of the line no oh okay what does that mean (laughs) it's just like a it seems to be like a soldier thing where it's like john cena will like if they're going through something terrible he'll just go embrace the suck and it's like they'll get through this did he say simplify at any point not that i can recall fake fake Fake. Fake. Just yeah. fake. Yeah. Stephen Lang says simplify. Although, so 
I think Semperfy is a marine thing. Isn't this guy a marine? What What is he? No, he was on some special forces. He's just an army that, guy. Yeah, but it's like army special forces. Special army guy. Yeah, he's a special <laughs> army guy. <laughs> All right. I also liked the the whole Venegas coup, but he's been funding the coup. Hmm. Okay, yeah, you didn't. Well, there was a coup, right? Yes. So, the, so he was behind the coup. Yes. He was, so he was never in danger. No, he was never really in danger. But all those guys died. <laughs> so why, <laughs> why would they agree to this? John Cena killed all of them. He drove over a guy with a car. <laughs> why? Okay, he shot the. He shot the rocket. Yes. What do you mean he was under no? What real danger? I, they shot a rocket at him. Yeah, I don't know exactly know how it would work. So they didn't give an explanation. He no, was just he was just funding the coup. Well, they say that. What if the coup killed him? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody involved is an idiot. <laughs> Maybe the rockets were like shot in a specific way. Well, only one rocket was actually shot. Oh, but like they were shot in a specific way so that they John, wouldn't no. hit the car. John Cena moved at the last minute. That's why the. That's why it missed. Yeah. Hmm. If John Cena wasn't like a top tier operator, <laughs> that guy would have died. <laughs> then I have no idea, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's like the whole thing is he funds the coup as propaganda so that he can then come <sighs> back. It's a false flag. Yeah, basically. Oh my God. Yeah. That's what happened in 2016 with the Erdogan. Who? Erdogan. Oh, oh. Zip Turkey. Yeah, yeah, president of Turkey. Yeah. He, like, I don't know if it's FaceTime or whatever, but he mm. gets, like, on a, <laughs> a call somewhere and he's like, I'm under attack. I'm, <laughs> I'm locked in my office. They, they're attacking me. <laughs> and, yeah, he's just gained more power since then. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, how. Oh, actually, you wouldn't have seen it. 9 11 was a false flag. But carry on. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, they did it so they could invade the Middle East and seal their oil. Ah. Uh, so that means Americans did 9-11. Yeah, George Bush specifically. Oh, yeah, Bush did 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes. Yes. Well, he's just the puppet. Um, hmm. Who's his vice president? I have no idea. Oh, great stuff. Dick Cheney. <laughs> Dick Cheney is the, the emperor. And... Uh, George Bush is Darth Vader. He's, he's his henchman. Yeah. He's just the most powerful henchman. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's pretty accurate. Hmm. Your next point. There's the whole twist where Venegas is like, listen, man, I didn't kill your friends. That was friendly fire. And John Cena is just like, <gasps> okay, cool. We're friends now. Well, why wouldn't he be friends? I feel like there's... there's he didn't do it. Yeah, but I I feel like there should have been a... If you think somebody did something and it turns out they didn't, you know. Yeah, but... You don't care. I feel like there should have been like a, a little thing where it was like... A setup. <sighs> I mean, more information or more clues that it wasn't... Uh... Mm, yeah, because it's just... It's very straight up just, I didn't do this thing. But there could have been something before or, or he could have been lying yeah <laughs> that too yeah <laughs> yeah but like if John Cena slowly uncovered information mm. that led to him finding out that oh, oh 
this guy didn't actually kill my my friends. Yeah. Or like that guy just cryptically says stuff. <laughs> or you know like uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. It didn't have to be so abrupt. That could be a very comedic thing mm. to just like randomly say things and then eventually he figures it out. But why would he be saying it cryptically? I don't know. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> like <laughs> But yeah, I just I feel like they could have been they could have done more with that. Hmm. All right. There's also the the you know the militants or the I think they're called militants the the bad guys effectively the yeah. guys who are running the coup. Why did that guy have to be Afrikaans? <laughs> 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 I need to watch this movie. <laughs> Have you seen Little Weapon 2? Yes. Where the guy says diplomatic immunity. <laughs> That's the, I've mentioned this many times, right? But the world, because I know it's not just Americans. I've heard like Australians say this, right? Yes. They, they don't call that an Afrikaans accent. They call it a South African accent because that's just how we've been represented yeah. <laughs> in film. <laughs> when like, uh, and but oh, DiCaprio in Blood Diamond as well. Yes, that's. Uh, but yes, I love when there's a <laughs> that Afrikaans <laughs> and they're doing a, a thick a thick accent. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, carry on. This one was actually really good. Martin Sokas. I don't know who that is. He was um Celeborn in Lord of the Rings. Oh, Galadriel's husband. Yeah, I I see you watched Lord of the Rings now. Are you feeling <laughs> you, you made so many references. <laughs> You've watched one thing. Well, I watched the trilogy. But yes. Yeah. One thing. Oh, well, it's a you it's one book. Yeah. So and effectively one movie. Yeah. Yeah. But like 9 hours, 10 hours. 11 11 you <laughs> fuck me <laughs> yeah it's a long time but i found him he was really really good his afrikaans accent was spot on which can't be said for many others was he arrested uh was he arrested no i don't think so well it no. wouldn't matter cuz he'd get out of prison cuz he has diplomatic immunity <laughs> 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 so what happens is he killed as As far as I can remember he just like goes home. Oh. There's so setting him up for a sequel. Yeah. All right. Well, this movie is not doing very well at the box office. <laughs> it well, made so it came out 2 weeks ago, right? Yes, right. So on a budget of 40 million it's made 8.4 million <laughs> at time of recording. So <laughs> not good, folks. Not good. It's close. It's close. It's it's almost yeah. Like a, a an eighth of the way to making a profit. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on its way there. Also the the score. I don't know how much you not really. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's more towards the end of the movie. It kind of um it I wouldn't say it adds a lot, but it does a lot for tension and um like you know making you feel which is usually what the score is meant to do but yeah it's it's quite um i enjoyed it it 
Although, I guess it's kind of score slash soundtrack mm-hmm. because they do a lot of. Um, Sorry, you said the score is supposed to make you feel. Yeah, I think it's to show who won the match. Anyway, sorry, sorry, (laughs) sorry. Carry on, (laughs) carry on, (laughs) carry on. Sorry for interrupting. I don't even remember what I was saying. (laughs) But yeah, I they use a lot of like regular songs as well. Like it's not just score. It's Mm. like what? What do they play? I don't even remember. Wow, great yeah. stuff once again. I should have noted it down. Well, God damn it. I thought you knew all the music. Don't you think of yourself as the music man? No. It's like the muffin man, but for music. <laughs> <laughs> the music man. I'm actually just Billy Joel. I'm the piano man. Oh. <laughs> He's from The Boys. The Boys? Yeah. Billy Joel. Yeah. Huh. Huey likes him. Yeah. And you as mother. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's when I found out about found out about Billy Joel. Huh. The boys. Nice. Actually, I'm pretty sure I heard the piano man once. Yeah, probably. My, my one friend loves it. Yeah. But anyway, that's also a great song. <coughs> yeah. And then yeah, I mean, I mean, we kind of touched on it already, but the the comedy, like, okay, you said you only saw the 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 interaction with this kid. Yeah. But the kind of uh, I don't want to. Is it chemistry? Does it count as chemistry between John Cena and uh, Juan Pablo Raba? Yeah. Yeah. Men can have chemistry. Yeah. I'm just. That's very homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, yeah. let's cancel him. Let's hashtag cancel him. Get his ass. But, yeah. So, what do you think gay guys do? They just. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> There's no. They're just very awkward with each other. <laughs> They're like, uh, let's um, let's uh, <laughs> go somewhere. <laughs> they they have no, you know, banter. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not sure about if it's called chemistry if it's not romantic. No. So it, it still counts as chemistry. A platonic chemistry. Yeah, platonic chemistry. They have some zingers that are very very fun. Like, and then, oh, I didn't think you would ask like. Um, it's like, <laughs> you know you're never ever prepared for a follow up <laughs> question <You> just, <laughs> there's there's a little bit where um, uh, Venegas is going into like a press conference right mm. right at the end and uh, John Cena goes how many people in that room want to kill you just so I know so I can protect you right and he goes uh, probably about half maybe more <laughs> I thought it would say all. Yeah. Be. <laughs> you just need to start throwing knives at as you walk in. But anyway. And then Alison Brie also adds just a little bit of stuff as well. Like right at the beginning, you know, when he first meets her, mm. she's just stone cold. Yeah. I, I didn't really laugh, but I thought it was fun when he gave her, he's like, ma'am, and she signs his thing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she just she adds a little bit as well. Like there's a. So you're saying she's the weak point? I wouldn't say she's wow. the weak point. No, 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 not the wow. weak point. Just misogyny. No, man. All right. <laughs> she just kind of. I would say that the main kind of chemistry I get, or the main funny bits, happen between John Cena and Juan Pablo Raba. Yeah, but, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. She's the weakest part. 
You like everyone else. You don't like her. No, I wouldn't say I don't who's like the, her. Who's the weakest part then? Uh, hmm. Maybe Christian Slater. Wow. To be honest. Mr. Robot's not a bad guy. No. He's not a bad guy, but I just... I don't... Anyway, carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on. Make your points. Um, what else was that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she adds... Oh, there's also a little... There's a thing where they're showering in the village. Mm. And I'm sure it was in the trailer. Where John Cena and Alison Brie walk out of the shower at the same time. And it's like... It's two showers next to each other. So Mm. they both walk out and they're both naked. And they're like, oh, ah, I'm so shocked. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And then Juan Pablo Robot just walks out and he's immensely confident. And you know how um, petite is small in French? Mm. He looks down at John Cena's penis. Yeah. All right. (laughs) And he goes, why why couldn't you say penis? (laughs) I was thinking of a euphemism to phrase it nicely. Yeah, I guess. Or like schlong. Johnson. Yeah. Johnson. John All right, carry Cena, on. Johnson. Is John John Cena's Johnson? <laughs> he he looks down. John's like, son. John's son. Mm. Yes. John Cena's son. John Cena's son. <laughs> his penis is his son. <laughs> <laughs> it grew. It grew hands and legs. <laughs> it's just like ah. He gave birth to. <laughs> But to a penis. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> he looks down and he goes, Not so petite, are we? Alright. Yeah, it's funny in the movie, I promise. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's really about it. Mm. Oh, although there is the, the combat. Oh yeah, that's what I was originally planning on mentioning. There's a scene in the jungle where John Cena's fighting a guy mm. and Alison Bree's just standing there with her phone. Videoing it. Too busy with the phone these yeah. days. Too busy. Unbelievable. Mm. And then he gets into like a headlock and the guy's strangling him. Mm. And she goes, do you need help? And he like, his face is red and he's like barely able to breathe. And he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. And then he kills the guy. Okay. Yeah. But well, he didn't need help. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It was fine. Yeah. But yeah. It was... I quite enjoyed it. There's a lot of, like, little... Uh... Humory bits. Alright. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to say about the movie. So we're gonna move on to recommendations. Oi! Oi! Oh, ratings. That's not what I was thinking. Uh, okay. How are you gonna be married to Alice Eve and be upset? Come <laughs> 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 <How> on, <about> Chief! <laughs> not a very realistic movie. Anyway, ratings. I gave it an 8. Well... I enjoyed it. I'll rate it when I eventually watch it okay so yeah okay cool can we get into recommendations yeah do you want to go first or should i i can okay um i watched scott pilgrim versus the world because i uh i saw that there's i think it's an animated series mm. that released this past week mm. so before i did that i wanted to rewatch the movie mm. just kind of not really in preparation but just because Scott Pilgrim is really fun. Mm. And for me, it's a proper 9 out of 10. Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. Mm. It's a lot of fun. Mm. I really enjoyed it. A lot of vi- nice visual gags. Yeah. yeah. My favorite is when like somebody shows up and he jumps through the window. 
<laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, then I've also continued watching Avatar, The Last Airbender, mm. which I think I mentioned earlier. But um, yeah, it's also a lot of fun. I'm at the end of season two now. So how many seasons are there? Three. I thought okay. I thought there was four. How many episodes? Um, I'm not sure exactly. I like, think it's like 20. fifteen or twenty or something. Yeah. I would have said twenty-two. That's the usual. That is amount. Yeah. So like sixty-six episodes. Yeah. Shit. I might watch Avatar. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but the thing is, I've. All right, Karen. It's it's it is one of my favorite TV mm. shows. Mm. And uh yeah, so far it's it's right up there. It's like a nine comfortably. Right. Yeah. Then uh I've also been watching Inside Job. Well, re watching. Um it's also a lot of fun. You know you know about Inside Job, right? I watched it. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned it, yeah. Yeah. Like a few months ago you rewatched it. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Because I really enjoy it. You're so full of shit. <laughs> you keep saying, oh, well, I have so many things to watch. And now when you have time, <laughs> you're just rewatching old shit. Come on, man. These are part of the things that I have to watch. No, you're rewatching, not watching, rewatching. Which the root word of is watch. It's re. Re is the. <laughs> it means you're doing it again. Yeah. But the root word is watch. But that's what I'm saying. Why not do new stuff? Uh. I have been doing new stuff, which I Can will get on to next. Because the two... Oh, yeah. Everything you've mentioned, you're rewatching. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. N- name something else. I think you should leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Finally. After months and months, you've got something. <laughs> I mean, I'm only on episode two at the moment. Jesus. Yeah. There's a lot to watch still. But... I've been enjoying it so far. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's good fun. Yes. It is, yeah. Then my I'm, favorite one. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get to it, right? Yeah. There's like an old guy who's like, "Oh my god, he admitted." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that when like, <laughs> "Oh my god, he admitted." <laughs> you say it on the pod all the yes. time. <laughs> <laughs> and now you understand that reference. Yes. You're familiar with that IP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Succession. <laughs> watch Succession. Watch Mr. Robot. Don't watch rubbish. Well, I this next one yes is definitely a hundred percent not rubbish. All right, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. Yeah. Also, an absolutely banger TV show. It's fine. Oh, okay. It's police Fair propaganda, enough. which you love, ah. and you also support Israel. What? I should have mentioned that earlier. Where did that come from? That's because you do. No. Look. It's a conflict, right? Yes. And there's two sides of the conflict. Yes. And I'm pro-Palestine. Okay. Which means you're... Pro-peace. Pro-Israel. So, here <laughs> we go. <laughs> you are, we have to choose a side, right? We can be I've, on the same got, side. Mm, that's not how it works. You have yeah, to choose would, a... Why? Like, you're playing FIFA. Yes. And you both choose Liverpool. Oh, you could play on the same team. You could choose... Like pro-clubs. You should choose Man United. You get me? Or anyway, carry on. You could play on the same team. Yeah, that's my point. Anyway, um, then I also finally watched the Top Gear Africa special, mm. which is also outrageously funny. That mm. is the first time I've watched that. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna ask. <laughs> yeah. 
you saw me. <laughs> you saw my eyes light up. <laughs> it's um, it is so well shot. Mm. So well. They travel across the desert. Uh, not the desert. It's uh, Uganda, Rwanda, uh, Tanzania, and one other place. I may have watched this. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot of fun. I used to watch Top Gear. Yeah, same. I don't even, even like cars. I still don't like cars, but Top Gear. It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> Top Gear gave me my love of cars. I would say. Wow. Yeah. If I could go back in time and destroy Top Gear, <laughs> light it on fire. <laughs> Their production office on day one. <laughs> Get in the new hosts way back then mm. instead of you know this uh, wasn't the original cast there was like a mm, yeah there was a whole other top gear before 2001 I yeah say. yeah anyway whatever carry on yeah it's just really really fun like i love the comedic timing mm. they do it almost every episode but in this especially it's so so funny mm-hmm. and that is for me a 10 out of 10 right. yeah pretty good that's it for my recommendations. All right. So <clears throat> there's a new season of Fargo. Okay. It released last week. They dropped two episodes. Okay. And today they dropped a third, mm. which I haven't watched yet because uh, recording the part. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, right. Fargo, excellent, excellent show. One of the best shows of the last 10 years. Okay. Uh, top 10 show for me. Yeah. Uh, but the, it's an anthology show. So obviously every season varies in quality. Yeah. So, so far I'm loving the new season. It's uh, very interesting. It has John Hamm and uh, fuck, what's her name? That other. She's person. from uh, The Dark Knight Rises. She's uh, Catwoman's friend. Oh, you mentioned this. Her name is uh, Keely. She's her name is Keely in Ted Lasso. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> oh, Juno Temple. Okay. Right? Juno Temple is the main character and the antagonist is uh, John Hamm. Okay. So I've had a lot of fun in the the first two episodes. Nice. Okay. And I think, you know the black guy from New Girl? No. Uh, is is Winston. He plays Winston. I don't know his name in real life, but he's on the show. Okay. Uh, anyway, then I've watched The Curse, which mm. is Nathan Fielder's new show. Do you know Nathan Fielder? Yes. Who's he? We've spoken about him before, and I should know. Mm. Anyway, one of the funniest people uh, on TV, mm. right? He he has a few shows. Okay. But he made uh, Nathan for you. Yes. Which I think you should watch. Okay. Uh, before you rewatch anything else. Okay. Mr. Robot Succession, Nathan for you, in that order. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Then he has another show called. Um, the rehearsal, okay. Also, brilliant, brilliant show, but but it's only been one season, mm. so you know, yeah. Maybe that'd be easier to get into than Nathan for you, yeah. Although I believe Nathan for you is way funnier, okay. Anyway, this show, The Curse, is like it's a surreal comedy. Well, all of them are surreal, <laughs> but this is way more surreal. Surreal. Like, he goes, and like they're trying to get like they're like a rich couple, yeah. But they're not rich. Their parents are rich. Okay. And they're like, you know, funding their lifestyle. Mm, right. Then like, uh, they're like trying to shoot a documentary about them. Okay. And Nathan Fielder gives like this kid money, mm. but he only has a hundred dollars. 
Right. So he gives it to her and when they're done shooting he goes and he takes it back. <laughs> and the girl says I curse you. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of fun. Uh him he's just funny, right? Mm. And he has Emma Stone on the show that's okay. his uh, love interest. Mm. She's also very funny. <laughs> yes, she has great time, but I don't think she's been in a lot of comedies, right? She was in Easy A. Mm. But like since then it's like a lot of dramatic roles yeah right but anyway the next thing i watched was scott pilgrim takes off oh. which is the animated version mm. and i don't know if i should spoil it for you uh you can i don't mind so you think it's going to be a retelling of the movie yeah and the first episode goes the exact same as the movie okay and then at the end of episode 1 something <laughs> just bizarre happens okay and you realize that this is a way different thing than okay just a retelling of the movie okay so I'll, that's all i'll say I had a lot of fun with it mm. uh, yeah probably 9 out of 10 okay thinking about bumping it up to 10 well that's thing i'm i don't know if i should bump it down or up mm. so i'm somewhere between an 8 and a 10 oh. i still haven't you know clarified my feelings yeah so that is quite the range not really Eight to ten, because usually it's like eight, nine, ten. Yeah, but usually it's <sighs> whatever. Like, okay. Then yeah. the Invincible mid-season finale. Hmm. I spoke about the third episode last week. It's kind of sucks that it's been only four episodes and it's going to come back next year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just excellent shit. Okay. Don't know what else to say. Hmm. Then I watched The Sound of Freedom. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. It's uh. <laughs> It's like the right winger's favorite movie of the year. Oh. It's a it's about this guy who like stops a human trafficking ring. Okay. So the the right winger like this is about you know they're getting the sickos. Oh. Right? Oh, I see. Okay. But this movie is historically inaccurate. Okay. Like, oh. Right. Yes. You remember this there's a you know and I said and we're going to talk about this next week but yeah. I don't really watch movies for accurate information, right? Yeah, right. The only exception is if if it's disrespectful. Yes. So, apparently one of the people he rescues in this movie, yes, was like freed themselves and like <laughs> they <laughs> he had nothing to do with them getting out of uh you know, where where they were caught. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, there there's that. Yeah. And Do, do, do you remember there's like a whole uproar about this that like the powers that be are trying to stop people from watching this movie yeah. right yes and like they'll go into a movie and the aircon is off yeah but the aircon is on in the lobby yeah and like they were making a big like stink about it yeah which it's like okay the people who run the world yes they can only stop you know the aircon the, the aircon <laughs> yeah. why wouldn't they stop the movie from coming out full stop yeah right <laughs> <laughs> they only have the the power to stop things at like a an ad, like a, the very low level yeah. they don't have the <laughs> like a manager of the yeah. cinema yeah That's... you can just say oh we're not playing it or yeah. something like that that would actually be censorship yeah what a lot of people have said is this is actually exposing how poorly run cinemas are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <absolutely. laughs> they have fucked up aircons, they you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's very well shot. Okay. Um, but there's very weird dialogue. Okay. It's it's like. <laughs> I don't know if I should talk about it. <laughs> there's this guy who like is helping the main guy. Yes. And he's like, they ask him, "How did you get into this?" And he's like, uh, "There was one day I was whacked out on coke, oh. and I went to a brothel, oh. and I had sex with some uh, some girl. Mm. And when we were done, I looked at her face, and there was this sadness." She was way younger than I thought. <laughs> she was... I asked her, you're not 24, are you? She was 14. <gasps> right? And since that day, I've been... <laughs> I've been just hunting down Peter Pan. So it's like... <laughs> he's a white hat Peter Pan. <laughs> Try to... <laughs> it's like, the only way you know a Peter Pan is to become one. <laughs> It's so bizarre. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my goodness! You have to become what you want to catch. <laughs> you know, and it's like there's a scene where, so at the beginning, yeah. they're just catching pedophiles, right? After the deed is done, okay. And some guys like shit. I wish we just. Don't come in at the end and after they've been raped. <laughs> I wish we could stop it. <laughs> this man's been working this job for years. And this is the, the first time we thought, oh shit. <laughs> we didn't stop them before. Why still is it? Also, you know, I said about it being inaccurate. Yes. Apparently, this like perpetuates the idea that uh, strangers uh, are the biggest rapists. Okay. Uh, the actual like information shows that the majority of child abuse happens like by a family member, yeah, or like somebody that's close to the child, not some random person. Yeah. So this movie is giving the idea that it's strangers. Yeah. Well, not that it's it that it's mostly strangers when the inverse is true. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to okay say. So. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it because <laughs> these bizarre things just made me burst out into laughter. Like, I can't believe this is... Because this is, again, it's a biography. Yes. And there's certain things where I'm like, this can't be real. This, is, <laughs> this has to be a joke. Um, yeah, anyway. Then I watched David Finch's The Killer. Okay. Which is the final... Well, this is his new movie. Yeah. The uh, I said we're not going to cover it here because... Uh, Michael Fassbender is an abuser. Yes. So, I know you definitely wanted to. You actually, uh, you took a knife and said that you'll kill yourself if we don't do it. But I had to talk you down. Yes. Because uh, you know, mm-hmm. I said domestic violence is not a a good thing. Yes. But you disagreed very, oh, <laughs> very vehemently. So goodness gracious! You know, it took a lot of negotiating and. Uh, Finally, I told, uh, you know, I put my foot down and said, we're not doing the killer. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it was a 7 out of 10. It's not great. Okay. He peaked, not peaked, but his last really excellent movie was Gone Girl. Okay. In 2014, which was nine years ago. Yeah, it's a little while ago. (laughs) But the thing is, he's only made two movies since then. Mm. Mank and The Killer. killer. So... But still, it's not as... Uh, it's been a big step down from where he was. Okay. You know, yeah. like, we've, we've been going through his filmography, right? And yeah. it's like 9, 10, 
yeah. <laughs> that. And now it's like uh, Mank and this have not been great. Okay. So, yeah, big disappointment. Hmm. Then I watched The Hustler. Okay. Do you know what that is? It's about someone who hustles people. Hmm. Like they go to pool halls and they're like, Oh. What? Is that actually? Yeah. Huh, well, nice. I thought because, you know, you can like hustle in different areas. Like yeah. You could gamble or whatever. Yeah. When you said pool, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's a, a a guy's name is Eddie, like Fast Eddie or something. Fuck, I can't remember his name. Right. But he's played by Paul Newman. Okay. Legendary actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. it. This came out in like the the early 60s. Okay. Which is kind of a blind spot for me. Yeah. I have a I've watched a lot of movies from the late fifties, early fifties, mm. early seventies, late sixties. Right. Like in and around that area, but early sixties is a very barren kind of area for me. Yeah. And okay. this I think this came on sixty one. Okay. Right. But So it's it's properly early sixties. Yeah. I yeah. I checked my you know the app I use to categorize movies. Yes. I've only watched five movies in the early sixties, which okay. again very yeah, little for it's not a ton yeah but very good movies obviously okay. if I'm going back to watch it it's, I've heard good things about it yeah <laughs> but yeah like three of them are Alfred Hitchcock movies huh. um, but anyway yes so he's like a guy who goes around poor all tries to scam know, scam people, scam people yeah. and he has a guy played by George C. Scott who is his benefactor okay he's from uh, <laughs> Doctor Strangelove Mm. you know I've heard of it it's a Stanley Kubrick movie yeah but yes he's a I can't remember he's he's a general in Doctor Strangelove but anyway okay. he's a very good actor it's a very good movie okay yeah uh, then I watched The Color of Money okay. which is a sequel to The Hustler oh directed by Mon Scorsese oh you know when I was watching uh, Killers of the Flower Moon yes I checked his filmography there's nine Scorsese movies I haven't watched and Color of Money was one of them right okay uh, it's like a 7 out of 10 okay The Hustler is a 9 out of 10 okay far better movie but mm. I believe Paul Newman's performance in The Color of Money is far better okay he won the Academy Award for I think I can't remember if it was Best Supporting or Best you know main character yeah. main actor best actor yeah uh, for this but a lot of people say that he actually deserved it for the Hustler okay. and they gave it to him for this movie as kind of because they they were sorry about you repentance know. yeah yes, like yeah. like uh, they were trying to make up for not giving him the Oscar the first time yeah right right, and not just The Hustler for like all the other movies he had done up until that point that deserved Oscars like but he was nominated for Cool Hand Luke mm-hmm. and I can't remember what else I think maybe Cat on the Hot Tin Roof okay whatever the case is yeah Oh, you would probably know Paul Newman best as, um, do you know the movie Cars? Yes. He's the blue car that, you know. Doc Hudson. Doc Hudson, yes. Doc Hudson. He's the voice of yeah. Doc Hudson. Yeah. That's where you would probably know him. Yeah. That, um, <laughs> yes. There's also in the movie Road to Perdition, which is based on a comic directed by Sam Mendes starring Tom Hanks. Okay. I doubt you would have no. seen it, but no. he's the mob boss. Okay. The mob boss's son kills Tom Hanks' son. Oh, I see. Okay. Tom Hanks kills the mob boss's son. Right. And played by Paul Newman, he's the boss. Yeah. And so Tom Hanks was like 
the boss's right hand man. Yeah. So he, he they like go against each other. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, his son killed his son. Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't hundred percent remember the the plot. Maybe I'm getting wrong. <laughs> wrong. I think maybe Tom Hanks' son killed somebody. Okay. And they're after Tom Hanks' son was killed. No, no. Tom Hanks' son killed somebody. Right. And they're going after Tom Hanks' son. So uh, Tom Hanks has to protect his son. All right, I can't okay. remember. Yeah. But, <laughs> right, Paul Newman, uh, just legendary actor. Yeah. Associated with Robert Redford. Yeah. They were Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mm. And, uh, you know in Avengers Endgame? Yes. Or not Endgame, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. When Robert Redford goes to his fridge, yeah. there's like a milk carton... Uh, something yeah. like that with Paul Newman's face on it. Yeah. <laughs> <It's like> a, <laughs> a little Easter egg. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's my... Your recommendation. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, the the point I was trying to make is Paul Newman in The Color of Money is excellent. Okay. Uh, he takes on the George C. Scott role. Like, right. he's he becomes the, the, the financier benefit. and the, like, coach of Tom Cruise. Okay. And, uh, yeah. It, that's like, a cool idea. Tom Cruise is very young in this movie. Mm. He's very, like, brash and like uh, I don't really like him too much but it's it's a very Tom Cruise thing hmm. like when he was young he was very brash and kind of uh, what young Tom Cruise movies have you seen except for Top Gun just Top Gun yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, and uh, Mission Impossible the first Mission that's Impossible. not young Tom Cruise I would say that is that's that's like near mid-career Tom Cruise. Oh. He started acting in the early 80s, like 81. Oh, goodness. And uh, Mission He's, Impossible was 96. He is way older yeah. than I thought he was. <laughs> yeah. He's like in the 60s now. Huh. That's what I'm saying. He looked good. Yeah. yeah. He looks really good for 60. <laughs> well, we can just Google how old he is. But uh, I'll do that in the cleanup next week. Okay. So, thank you for listening. <laughs> Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give a like, etc. Importantly, needs to be a five-star review. Has to be. Please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries. You can find all our links at paysip.com. That's P-A-I-C-I-P.com. Please tell a friend. Tell that friend to tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell everyone. And, uh, yeah, goodbye. Cheerio. Au revoir.